by Passion Church, the DeSoto County campus, the fun church in Horn Lake, Mississippi. For more information, visit us at www.mypassion.church. And I forgot to tell you, I was coming back from DeSoto Central, came here to church and got in the parking lot and a guy uh, texted me and said he wanted to buy some of my cornhole boards that I make. I had a set in the back of my truck. So he got here. He was uh, from the college down there in uh, Ole Miss. He's a, a lawyer, studying to be a lawyer. He got here. I sold him the cornhole boards, and we were standing out there in the parking lot, and I was just in the mood, man. And I just said, do you know if you, where, where you would go if you died today? And he looked at me funny. And uh, 15 minutes later, I have explained to him the gospel. He received the Lord Jesus right out there in the parking lot. And it ain't even 1030 yet, and I'm thinking, this is the way every day ought to go. This is the way every day ought to go. And, and it, it's just awesome. God is, we just have, we're just the messengers, but we got to open our mouth. We got to share it. The message works. We can mess it up. We don't have to be good speakers. We don't have to be highly educated. We just have to be somebody who will open our mouth and tell it. Tell your testimony. Tell what you know and share it with somebody. They'll want it too. Well, I'm going to prime the pump a little bit tonight because I want some of you guys to be thinking about something you can share about your life groups. This is really, you know, our life groups came and brought the food tonight and <clears throat> sort of like a, a celebration of all the life groups together and all what God has done through our first semester of life groups. So I want you to be thinking about maybe something that you can share along these lines. How many remembers Cain and Abel in the Bible? Two brothers uh, came from kind of a dysfunctional home. You could kind of say that they, they definitely weren't living in the Garden of Eden. <laughs> They'd been kicked out. And their parents were probably a little bitter with God. I don't know, but uh, they were both trying to please God. But Cain was having a rough time at it. He was trying to please God in the flesh, and Abel was trying to please God in the spirit. Cain got mad at Abel, and you know what happened? He killed his brother. Isn't that a picture of, a wonderful picture of humanity? The first two brothers, they kill each other. Well, anyway, God shows up in Genesis 4, 9. He says, then the Lord said to Cain, where is Abel, your brother? Now check it out. Cain says, I do not know liar you just killed him i do not know and he says am i my brother's keeper and that's the question this god is still asking us today are we our brother's keeper will we be our our hopefully we won't murder our brother we won't lie and say we don't know where our brother is we won't make excuses in our life to say, well, I didn't know my brother needed this, or I didn't know my brother was hurting, or I didn't know. I don't know where he is. I, which one's my brother? Isn't that what they said, the Samaritans, uh, about the, the parable of the Samaritan? They said, well, which one is, who, who is my neighbor? People always just trying to get out of something. Jesus pretty much said, anybody you find in a ditch. <laughs> anybody that you see that needs help, that's your brother. 
doesn't matter if it's a Samaritan, it doesn't matter if it's a Jew, whoever in this world you come across their path, you should see them as an opportunity to minister, somebody to minister to. Um, Y'all know the situation about my brother. He's, we, uh, he had a good day on, for Thanksgiving and stuff, stayed over there. And I stayed with him Friday a lot and Saturday, but, but he, his legs just kind of stopped up working all together, and he was bedridden for a couple of days there. And uh, I was off on Monday. That's my typical day off for all of you that text me and call me on Monday. No. <coughs> <coughs> No, I'm just kidding. No, I love to hear from you. I love it. You know, no. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, but I went over there Monday. Me and my mom, we were just going to eat lunch with him. You know, we didn't want to bother him. And and Mindy, his wife, said he had been in bed ever since. You know, for like two days and uh, hadn't got out of the bed. And so when I came over there, she said, well, maybe you can help me get him out of the bed. This is all new, fresh for them. They don't know how to handle his legs not working. He's a big old guy, you know. So they said, maybe you can help me get, out, get him out of bed. So I said, sure. So we got the wheelchair over there and did the best we could. And I'm telling you, uh, don't know what we're doing. I'm reaching over. It's, it's amazing. My back is still, you know, I didn't know how to get a grip or whatever. We, we finally rolled him into the chair. Then we rolled him into the living room. He wanted to come out in the living room. So we ate our meal out in the living room. And he was just so happy to be out of his bedroom for a minute. He said, uh, well, let's play some Scrabble. Boy, that was news to my mama. You know, if you know my mama, she loves to play games. So I went over there for lunch, ended up staying all day. We played games of Scrabble. Heath was out, and he was happy. And, and the best place when you work, see, my brother, if you don't know, he's, he's got cancer of the spine, and the diagnosis is not good. He needs a miracle. He's getting progressively worse, but we're progressively praying harder. But um, we're believing and still knocking, uh, and we're going we're gonna to keep barraging heaven until we get our miracle. But anyway, say all that to say, what was I saying? We got him in there, we played some Scrabble, and, and the best place to be when you're feeling bad about Heath, you're feeling down, you hate to see what's happening to him, and you kind of feel yucky, the best place to be is around Heath. Ever since he first, we first got the news five years ago that he had lung cancer, non-smoker, just out of the blue, the best place, rush to the hospital, th thinking the worst, and you get in Heath's presence, it's like, what? You know, you want, he just start, he's normal. He just talks normal. He acts normal. He never complains about anything. So we just had a great day, and his son was playing basketball Monday night and uh, tried to get him in the van. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, tried to pick him up and ha hang him over the wheelchair into the van, which has got a high seat. It's not made for handicap. And got him in there, went to the basketball game, got him out in the wheelchair, just back and forth, got him back in the bed, and then I went back over there again yesterday afternoon. For those of you who knew, it wasn't at prayer Tuesday. It was to take him to his son's basketball game again. His son's playing, and he didn't want to miss. So I took him in and out, in and out, in and out. I say all this to say, uh, I am my brother's keeper. We are supposed to be our brother's keeper. And so, 1 Peter 3.8 says, Finally, all of you should be of one mind. Sympathize with each other. 
Love each other as brothers and sisters. Be tender-hearted and keep a humble attitude. Don't repay evil for evil. Don't retaliate with insults when people insult you. Instead, pay them back with a blessing. That is what God has called you to do, and he will grant you his blessing. God says his blessing is upon you being the bigger person. You giving of your time and of yourself, you not returning evil for evil. If they say bad things to you, don't say it back. You're just you're deleting your blessing. And Philippians 2, 4 says, don't look out only for your own interest, but take an interest in others too. And so these life groups, I believe, have been just what the doctor ordered. And Jesus is the great physician I'm, I'm talking about. He, he, said, he saw that, you know, we were getting a good teaching on Sunday, a good celebration on Sunday, and then we were having a Wednesday night service like I'm up here preaching now, and it's like, it's okay, but if we could all get together in the homes and, and everybody have a say and everybody share and then relationships begin to form and all those things, that, good things about life groups that we love so much and we've been talking so much, then, then life could get really better for the church. Everybody could have somebody. And that's one of the aims of the church was that nobody was out without a covering. Our life group leaders, we call them shepherds after God's own heart. They're, they're taught to, to kind of watch over their flock. So, you know, if you go to the hospital or something, you should call your life group leader and let them know so that they can let the rest of the group know. People can begin to look out for one another. But you know what? If you're not friendly, you won't have any friends in life. And if you don't join up with a life group, then you're, you're getting outside the covering. I mean, I'll try to do my best, but I'm just one person. But the, the new function within the church is that life group leaders take care of their smaller groups, a manageable size. And that way, as we grow as a church, we'll always, if we have 10,000 people, we'll always have small groups where everybody fit, finds a fit and everybody takes care of one another. So that's really a, a beautiful thing. Um, it can get messy taking care of one another. When I was trying to get Heath in that van for the first time, and I was, tr was going to pick him up and shove him in, well, I, I didn't think when I picked him up, his head was going to be banging off the, <laughs> you know, off the top of the van. His, his size 14s was banging in the front of the thing, and I ended up just chunking him in there, you know. <laughs> and then we had to go and pull him through through the other side, and it wasn't pretty at first. And that's the way it is it's going to be when you're doing life with people and you're trying to help people. Some people don't know how to be helped. And you're trying to love them and they think, you're accusing me of this or this. You, know, you, know, you don't know what you're going to get. So life groups can be messy, but just guess what? People are messy. Life is messy. I'd rather be messy with somebody than just messy on my own. So anyway, I say all that to say I want to hear some stories about some beautiful things that have happened in your life group. You might even want to tell a story about some messy things. You know, there's some things I'm hoping that most of the people who went to life groups are in here tonight, and uh, maybe we can learn from one another. One group can learn from what happened in another group and so forth. Uh, you know, when they, we started life groups, we told, you know, if, if what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas kind of thing. What happens in your life group, what, what we say, you know, 
We need to protect one another when there needs to be a safety net so that you feel safe opening up. I hope that's happened. I'd like to hear from some people. Uh, maybe you you uh, had an experience where now you've met somebody, now you've got a new friend, y'all hang out together. Just somebody tell me something good and come on up here. Don't come all at once. There we go. There we go. She was the first one here tonight. She's going to be the first one to the microphone. All right. Prime that pump. Get them, get them talking. All right, everybody, just stand to your feet and say hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> hallelujah. <laughs> there you go. I would just like to say I, be, I enjoyed Miss Anita. I still don't know everybody's name. My eyes were red. I'm kind of sleepy, but I enjoyed it. I don't do a lot of talking, but in the process of we did the face, I, you know, opened up because it was a smaller group to where I could voice my opinion and I wasn't judged on what I said. And, you know, everybody has a different view, so I really enjoyed my little group. So. Yay. That's good. That's what we want. So did anybody else, you know, go in thinking I'm not going to say nothing? Come on up. If you got something, come, just line up over here. I don't care. Well, we can probably have two or three people speak before you get up here. No. You're going to beat her up here just, just to prove it? Got to prove Pastor right. Uh -oh. You'll be next. Um, if, you keep go, if you keep moving. I had the privilege of being in three life groups. Woo! I was in Mary's, I signed up for Mary's, and she was an awesome teacher, taught about the bad girls of the Bible, and she pulled off all kinds of stuff, and, oh, I'm sorry, the good girls, the good girls of the Bible. She taught, she taught about all the women, I mean, we read about them, but I didn't remember their names or the stories. She told it, like pastor tells stories, like she did such a great job, like I remember things. Um, then I was in Nicholas's because it was in my house, <laughs> and so so I got to be a part of that, and I got to see, you know, people just growing and getting together. And it went from two, three, four to the last time I think we had 12, 12 or 13 on the last night. So, and then I got to be a life group junior leader. Whew, God was with me. Um, so was God. But <laughs> <laughs> but but it was just a lot of fun, just a lot of fun watching watching community come together watching God work in little relationships, watching people get phone numbers and be accountable to each other and just keeping up with each other even now, even still, even still. And it's awesome. So I just, I appreciate you guys. Here, Callie, have a mic. <laughs> I just want to say that, uh, Pastor, I do forgive you for talking about my legs and you do know what you did. Okay. No, no, I was in uh, Misty and Chad's group, and it was just, it was awesome. I, I just really, it was so good that I missed the Thursday night, and they told me, didn't nobody want to talk, because I talked all the time. Wasn't that sweet of them? No. <laughs> to say I had a big mouth? I tell you, who would love somebody like that? But it was, it was great. I enjoyed it. And, you know, we got to open up and to do and say things we really did. You know, I already always felt like I knew them anyway, but you get to know 
more and more about people and you get to like you know keep everything well i hadn't heard anything that was said in our group and i better not <laughs> i'm just kidding but <laughs> but it was fun i enjoyed it it was really really good the fellowship it was like i was excited when thursday night came and you know we just you know and missy she did a tremendous job she tried to be quiet but i'm praying i'm yet praying for her but um she did really, really good, you know, so I really enjoyed everything. Thank you. All right. Next. All right. Tell you what, Miss Brenda, bless and cuss all, and we all sang off key. We tried to sing the songs, and everybody was saying something different. And I met two wonderful people, Pedro, Filipino, yes, and Miss Lyles, my sweet friends. And I just, I, I made friends, and I loved it. And I didn't think I would. I, I almost cried because we weren't having it on Wednesday anymore. And but now I love it. Good. It means a lot. That's and I'm great. poking fun of everybody. Look at you. Look, that's the testimony of life group. She said, I've never spoken in front of anybody in my life, but after going to a life group, she's get, getting up here speaking in front of everybody. Said I didn't think I would make any friends, but I made friends. Things work out. You just got to get together. We just, us all the church is doing is facilitating you guys getting together and keeping, the, keeping things on topic. Who's next? He was in a life group. Hey, Miss Abby. Hi there. I just want to say, um, that everybody here is like a big family now to us, and that's something we both needed in our life. So thank you all for just reaching out and loving us like we needed from the beginning. Um, we joined the Marriage and Family Life Group because, you know, we were about to get married at the time, so we thought we might learn a few things and definitely did. You know, a lot of, a lot of good talks in there about what to look forward to and how to prepare better, and, you know, it's, it's a good feeling to know that when you're not at church that there's people thinking about you, like you were saying. So, you know, when you're thinking about them and you become, like, friends, and we, I needed more friends, like couple friends, and that's, I think, what we wanted, and we definitely got that out of that. So we have very much enjoyed it, and we love our church. That's all I have. Great, great. Uh, last week, uh, my friend Reagan, me and her didn't get to be friends anymore, but this way we get to back be friends. Y'all made up? Yeah. <laughs> Amen. For those of y'all who, who don't know, uh, we, we had so many children in one of the life groups, the marriage and family, 
by Joe and Megan had so many children that they it was too many for their home, so they moved their life group here at, to the church, and we just created a life group for the children to, to come to this semester. I don't know if that's going to happen next semester. It's going to depend on where the children are. But, it, you know, so me and Angie started out teaching that, and then we got Miss Donna, and we, we started a rotation of the parents uh, so that they could come and learn how to, to create a life experience for the children because the children are just as important as the adults in this life group. This is not a, you know, we get to have our time and we'll just babysit them. We want them to enjoy themselves. We want them to create relationships. She brought her friend Reagan, didn't she? Well, we, can't, we brought you in here with us so we could all be together. So, so I got a chance, you know, as a pastor, I don't get a whole lot of time to spend with the children as much as I'd like. I used to be a children's teacher for 10 years, and I just love being with children. So I got, it's kind of great for me to, to spend the Wednesday nights with the children. Uh, what about you, Callie Lou? You got something to say? Uh-oh. I know it's Caillou. His real, his real name is Caillou, but I, all life group, all the life groups, I called him Callie Lou, and he hated it, so I kept on. <laughs> Anybody else want to share something? You do? Ethan? Come on, be brave and just tell me how much, tell, tell us how much fun that you had with all the games we played. You're not too shy. You're brave. You won all the games. You wasn't shy then, was you? All right, all right. Anybody else like to share? Uh-oh. You want to share too? Here comes Jax. Tell us what you got. My skate game, it was fun. All right. Life Group Junior was fun. It was a lot of fun. One day we had 17 kids in there. It was a lot of fun, isn't it? <laughs> a lot of fun. <laughs> and, and not did we just have 17 kids. We had 17 kids from the age of 12 to the age of about three. I'm in Brenda's group, and it's been awesome. And I just wanted to say that, um, you know, I met new friends, and um, my faith has increased, and I'm growing. And um, I used to be um, very shy and not really wanting to bother with anybody, you know, a hermit, put it that way. But, you know, with this life group, I've been reaching out to other people, and, you know, and it's just been remarkable. It has. It has. Everything about you, Cindy, is remarkable. Yeah. Where are you? Where are you from? Where's that accent from? Rhode Island. You're doing so good, Cindy. We're so happy for you. You have come out of your shell. You're just blossoming, just like a rose. Just woo, just beautiful, beautiful. All right, all right. Anybody else want to share? 
Miss Tiffany. Okay, so I was in Mary's group, and um, not only was Mary an awesome teacher, like Miss um, Lana said, it was here at the church, and she made it so comfortable and personal. It was like our own little living room in the corner, and um, we just had a really good time at our life group. Also, for Life Group Junior, I worked with Pastor, and it was just organized, and the kids, they had a good old time, and he played with them like they took advantage of him in some ways, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it was just fun to see how he interacted with the kids, and that was that was good. It was a lot of fun. Mary Ellen? I was in Mary's group, and um, I, I really enjoyed it and learned a whole lot. But I think the thing that impressed me the most is the accountability and, like, like Donna, it's been keeping me in the work. And the stuff that was going on in my life with my back and my husband being in the hospital, Pastor didn't even know about it. But everyone in my life group did. And they called me or texted me while I was at the hospital and said, give me an update on your husband. And they said, and when we're finished, we're going to pray over him. We're all going to pray over you guys. And that, that to me is like, wow, you know. I really enjoyed it. I was kind of yeah, about it too at the beginning. But I, I no, I'm not at a, that way anymore because it's just been great. I mean, I, I get texts from one of these ladies almost every day. Not one lady I get from from every day. <laughs> <laughs> we won't say who that was. Mary Ellen, you're coming out of your shell, too. You're blossoming as well. That's, that's the, what it's all about. All of us becoming the best version that God created us to be. So obviously the life groups are, are helping. We'll get you next, Jeff and Johnny. Uh, my name is Josh. Um, I've been going here for about two years now, and my life group was pretty cool um, because of some fact that for a year now, I had to live without my children, and um, I had to learn how to live the way Jesus wanted me to, and be patient, and uh, be willing to surrender myself to the fact that I can't control things. Uh, but during the life group, we were going to it, and I didn't have the children at first, and um, God made a way for me to get my children back in my life, and uh, I was scared at first, and uh, I had my life group to kind of lean on, to support me, to talk to, um, because it was it was hard. I had to find a babysitter. I had to find uh, child care. I had to make sure I can go back and forth to work. I had to make sure I can do all the things that needed to be done, and um, it was pretty tough, to be honest with you. It was probably the hardest times of my life. Just thankful that I was able to be a part of it, and my children—they uh, made room for my children uh, to come to the group, and um, they had their own little small little church, and uh, it was fun. Uh, I enjoyed it, and can't wait to see what's coming up next. Amen. Thank you for sharing. Well, I was in Nicholas' group, and. Uh, at first, I didn't think I was going to like it, you know. And uh got there, and we played games. We sung songs. 
Sweden has good news today. At least down in the Bible and study and man, I just it just felt so good. It's almost felt as good as coming to church last Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I really did enjoy it and I, I love it. And my brothers and I really love them. Tom, all of them. And I had a great time today. Good. I had a great time today. And that's about all I can say about it. It was great. Great, great. Glad you did. So many people were mad at me when I said we weren't going to do Wednesday night service. They, a, lot, a lot of people didn't tell me, but I'm finding out. No. But what a wonderful job. Are you listening to the compliments being paid to their teachers? We call them teachers, but they're life group leaders, Nicholas and Miss Brenda. What a wonderful job. Joe and Megan, Mary, Shad and Misty, huh? Rick and Anita. All of them did a, a fantastic job, and all of them will be be back probably next semester, I'm pretty sure, except for, for Nicholas. He's going to go more into the leading of the life group leaders, but uh, I think we're going to add a, a couple more groups or something. So we'll probably have a, a better selection next semester, and that's coming up in a couple of weeks. We'll be doing uh, new sign-ups. Anybody want to share? See, Megan, giving me the stink eye, but I'll say something. <laughs> now, ours was on marriage and family, and I just want to say that the good, the bad, the ugly, what they say, it all came out in our group. <laughs> we all got to talk, and I feel like, like, kind of lay it there and leave it, you know, about the week. And it was good to see that the struggles, you know, because we do have a lot of, you know, younger, or, you know, we're all, we were all about the same age, married, kids. And so it was good to see that it was we have similar struggles. So, you know, just to talk and be able to share with somebody and pray about it at the end. We had a, a lot of, you know, crying and then praying, and it, I could just see a difference in all of us. So I think it's great. Um, also in the kids, I've noticed with my kids, they're able to, you know, quote Bible verses, pray. Oh, my gosh, Emerson prays for Pastor Guy every time we pray. <laughs> She's it's always the first thing out of her mouth. She has to pray for Pastor Guy. It's so cute. <laughs> but they want to pray. You know, when we pray for dinner, they want everybody in the family to pray. And so Pastor Guy gets all the praise. <laughs> and yeah, I, I probably need them all. <laughs> yeah, at Thanksgiving. Okay. I'm Isla Robertson, and I live at Southern Pines, close to Brenda. She was our leader, and she led us in Bible study and prayer and singing and games. But we quit on the games. We'd rather do Bible study or eat. I mean, <laughs> eat, yeah. Anyway, we, we really enjoyed it, and uh, we think about each other and call each and pray for each other and share each other's tears and, and, and rejoicing us, too. So I have really enjoyed it. Great, great. 
Well, <laughs> I got to say something, and I'm not a member, but I am in a way. <laughs> but I got to tell you all, <laughs> it stretched me in ways I never thought I would, but it's been so worth it. And I love these folks in my group so much. And I had seen all of them come together and bind together in love and friendship. We truly are becoming family. And it just blesses my heart to see what God is doing in all of us. I know I'm, he's working in me through it in ways that I haven't in the past. But when I look at Cindy and Carrie led a life group, our last life group. And <laughs> and all my the folks in my life group, our life group, are awesome. And to sit and watch people come out of their shells and blossom and bloom is is just it's just amazing. It makes everything worthwhile when you know that they're sincerely growing. You get to where sometimes, I know I do, I don't know about the rest of y'all leadership, but uh, I, I get anxious and want to speed the process up and say, okay, God, can we move a little faster with this? But, <laughs> <laughs> but nothing, you know, it took a lifetime to get like we are. And it's like we said, let's do life together. Well, it's, it's for life. It's for life. Thank you for sharing that. Let me let me say this. Uh, also, something that was going on on Wednesday nights, which has been going on since I've been at this church, is our youth group meets, the upper room youth group. And uh, Brother Bill has been leading the youth that are sitting up here on the front row. And uh, given of his time, he didn't even get to go to a life group because he's still working with his youth and loving on the youth. Any of the, you guys here would like to say anything about Brother Bill, or you, the youth group? Y'all know I love to talk. But um, so I think that sometimes as teenagers we envision a youth group as um, 100 kids coming together, and you don't know any of them. You might know the one person you go with, and, you know, oh, it's cool. You know, we got the lights and the big band everyone's in. Like, I think sometimes that you can get discouraged about that, but, I think that our youth group has something that's so much more than that, that, like, we come together and we know each other. Like, I can text Hallie and be like, hey, you want to go do this? Or I can text Nancy. I can text any one of them and, ask, like, talk to them and we know each other. And I feel like there's so many churches of those big ones, which, of course, we want to grow. And I know that there's that season coming. But I feel like for us, something that needed to happen was this core group come together so we could blossom from that. I think of, like, a flower bud, and it's, like, tight, and then it spreads. And so, like, I consider them family instead of me and just, like, one of my friends going to all these people where they don't even really see you come in. They just count you as a number. And I've never had that feeling here. And Bill's done so good. I remember the first time Bill came back into the youth group. I preached that night. And I was like, what is Bill doing back here? Because, like, he was so shy. Like, he never really, like, talked much, like, at church. And, like, he really would just, like, come in and kind of leave, you know. You didn't really talk to Bill when he was at church. And I was friends with Zoe, but, like, I still didn't know Bill. And um, he came back there, and in my head, I was preaching. I was like, why is he back here? <laughs> and then, like, you could see, like, him just bloom into, like, the youth pastor that we needed at that time and that we still need. And he pours into us so much. He's so goofy. He always keeps us laughing. But, like, 
we've really become family instead of just a number. And that's what I love about our church is that I can come in and I can know faces instead of just kind of squeezing myself into a seat that is the last one there. And so that's what I feel like our church is in a whole. But That's beautiful. Good explanation. I think the things that you said, the way you feel about your life group is the way that we feel about each other as adults in these life groups. We're starting to create those bonds, and we're, we are small. But, but the good news is, is with this structure, we can grow and still maintain the small feel. That's what's the beautiful part about it. Whereas if we didn't have life groups, what would we do? We, nobody would know anybody, like she said. We'll never be like that. That's just not God's intention for the church. God's intention for people is relationships. God is all about relationships. And so you got something, Joe? <laughs> you just saying amen? Yeah. <laughs> Joe ain't never been a short for words. I just, I just want to say the life groups, it was amazing. You know, we, we started, a, Miss Brenda started a group before the life groups, and we met, and it was just awesome. We met on a Saturday, and, and, and God was basically, I feel like God was preparing us at that time, and uh, we were growing, Megan was growing spiritually, and I had just stepped into what God had called me to do, and, um, and as we started these life groups, I was like, God, th this is all in time, and this is all what you you had in time for me and my wife and my family. And then before I knew it, I seen my son spiritually growing. And then as I went to the jail, I went from to not even speaking to sitting there listening to Tom. And then God spoke to me to, to go back to the jail and, and really just be under Tom and let him teach me and show me and uh, let God teach me and show me also. And um, it's just been a blessing for me. And then seeing people grow in my life group like I've grown spiritually, like Jacob Miranda said, their kids praying, our our sons praying, there's other kids praying in the church. And it's just, it's been amazing. And I mean, this right here is just only the beginning of what this church is experiencing as far as is everybody. I mean, we're all starting to blossom more and more, and the more we blossom, the more we're going to find our gifts in one another. And before you know it, what what you know and he know or she know, y'all come together, and it's gonna, God's going to bring something forth here. Like Pastor Guy's been prophesying over this church, God is going to do something here, and it, it's coming. It's coming. He's already doing it here in the relationships, man. You can just feel the love in this room that we have for one another. So I just encourage y'all keep doing it because if you don't think you're doing it, I see you doing it, each and every one of y'all. When I come in here, I feel the love, and I just, man, I love y'all, and I thank y'all. Keep doing what you're doing. God loves you. <laughs> uh, did you want to say anything, Nicholas? Nicholas says uh, he's the leader over the life group leaders. He's been instrumental in uh, the reporting of what's going on in the groups and keeping the people together and, and helping us navigate through the tricky waters that we've we never been here before. And he's just done a wonderful job in organizing everything. So see what he got to say. It better be good. Well, really, <laughs> I just stayed out of the way because you guys had such great love for each other that – I did do a lot behind the scenes, but really you guys made it happen. The reason it was successful was because of our love and our family towards one another, even though we're not blood relatives, how we all became family. 
and just the testimonies tonight are proof to that. And I'm so thankful that every time we hear somebody stand up and talk about, oh, I got this great friend, or I came out of this shell, or I overcome this circumstance, or somebody helped me with this, I'm just thankful that we can all filter that through our own eyes and through our daily time with God and see how God's doing this in their life and see how that applies to us and how we can use that for our own lives as well. And I'm super excited that um, we're going to continue to do these life groups. We're going to begin again in January, and I'm just excited to see these continue to go forward and I'm really at a loss for words right now because when Kaylee was speaking, I was watching Bill watch Kaylee, so I'm surprised I'm not crying right now. But uh, And also one of my favorite parts about the life group was the food, so I'm excited that we're about to get into that. Amen. Was that a hint? <laughs> All right, well, uh, is there any last words? Anybody? All right. want to give everybody a chance. We could take an intermission and go eat and come back if y'all want to. Go go to round two. Hello, everyone. I was in this run the life group, and I actually was the baby of the life group. I had all the other people. So I got much of the love and the nurturing that I need. Actually, um, I was at work on a Sunday. I didn't make it to church. And at that time, I had some issues in the family as well as work. And Ms. Brenda took time out, and we was on the phone for like two hours from when I was at work. And she prayed with me to help me understand, and I feel better afterwards. Thank you. Life groups are just an avenue for God to work. He just always wanted us to get together, praise him, open ourselves up to relationships this way and that way. That's all life groups are, and you see when we do, good things happen. It's been good things. Anybody else? Oh. Um, I don't know if any of y'all know, but I've been Catholic all my life. And uh, Guy and Heath, they went to Catholic Church, and Heath was an altar boy, and Guy was, uh, I don't think you've ever become an altar boy, did you? <laughs> he was no, kind of was a no wild man. Uh, he had his band. He'd go to honky tonks. And okay, all. cut that mic off. <laughs> We're through here. <laughs> he was my helper uh, the whole time. The two boys were were uh, living with me in Memphis. We moved up there right after my divorce, and Guy uh, was my big boy, and Heath was my baby. So he had to stay with my mama the first couple of years. That he was only two when I got the divorce. So. Uh, Anyway, uh, he came on up to Memphis and started Whitehaven Elementary uh, when he was in first grade. And Guy, he was going to Whitehaven High. And I don't know why they don't think I was a good mama, but <laughs> they were they pick on me all the time because I. That's we're no lying in church. We we tell you you're a good mama all the time. I would take them fishing. Uh, I didn't have a boat, and I didn't have a motor. This was going good. <laughs> but, but to make a long story short, I, I just wanted to throw that bit in because they never caught a fish with me trying to teach them. <laughs> the life groups was great, too. I enjoyed it uh, tremendously, and uh, I even got to speak up once in a while because I'm not a public speaker either. And uh, anyway... As to the other day when we were uh, at Heath's house on Monday, um, 
we got him in the living room and set him on the recliner so he could get out of his bedroom for first time in like three or four days. And uh, he was sitting there, and all of a sudden he says, let's play Scrabble. We didn't even think he could hardly talk, but he wanted to play Scrabble. So we got the Scrabble thing out. Me and Guy and Heath were playing, and we, we are very competitive. We don't let nobody win. Nobody. And uh, literally, guess who won? Heath. We played two games, and he won both of them. And I'm so proud of Guy. Him and Angie both are just wonderful people. And he has led me with, uh, no, he, he, he don't think I'm so good at, at most things. <laughs> but he loves me, I can tell. But he has been a tremendous brother to Heath. He never lets him see any bad. They, they just tight as anything. And anyway, uh, I... Uh, see things on the other side with the way God manders to everybody and he's an awesome what do you keep <laughs> <laughs> moving around for <laughs> I'm proud of him I really am uh, I really am but there was one more thing I wanted to say about Heath <laughs> I may make all y'all cry because it made me cry we went to two Ellis games well I went to one guy went to two and his son Isaiah was playing not his son but uh, his son and when he came out on that field and the boys were bouncing around and all the other team was bouncing around he's run across the whole court and got to his daddy and they had some kind of finger bouncing thing against each other and then Heath would put his hand over his daddy's heart, and then he'd run back on the stage, uh, out, out on the field. And he did it every time they had a, a, a break. And it just got me. And uh, so, yeah, we're, we're, let's all pray for Heath uh, while y'all can tonight. And um, think about Guy. He's holding it all in really good, and I love him to death for it. Thank you. That was great. Thank you. <coughs> You're coming out of your shell. Can we get something to stuff her back in? No. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> just, just, just kidding. <coughs> Colossians 3.12. <laughs> Thank you, Mama. Colossians 3.12 says, Since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you must close yourselves with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience, and make allowance for each other's faults. And forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Above all, clothe yourself with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. We are our brother's keeper. And as I was getting Heath in from the wheelchair into the van last night from the ball game that she was talking about, 
I finally figured it out after about seven trips, you know. I figured out how to get my foot underneath the wheelchair and get my balance under me, you know, and, and it just got to be easier just to pick him up instead of trying to, you know, do all this. So I would pick him up, and then they would move the wheelchair out of the place, and I was holding him like that and then got him in there, could keep my strength underneath him, getting better at it, you know. And Mama said, wow, you picked him up. And I said, he ain't heavy. He's my brother. And it just came to me. He ain't heavy. He's my brother. It might be messy, but he's my brother. And it's worth it for you to love on those that God puts in your path. Who's your brother? Who's your sister? Who's your daddy? <laughs> Amen? All right, well, let's pray over the food. Before we do, I, I want to, you never know. Is somebody here that's not sure of your salvation? You've heard about all this love. You heard about this Jesus that, that makes all this possible. But if you died right now, you're not sure if you go to heaven or hell. And I'm telling you, that's the, the biggest decision in anybody's life. Are you going to heaven or are you going to hell? Because both of them are for eternity, long, long time. And they're polar opposite. One is all of God's rewards being in the presence of, of beauty himself. And the other is weeping and gnashing of teeth and sorrow and regret that never goes away. If you're not sure which one is your home, Jesus came to give you heaven. He came to take away your sins so that you could go to heaven. Anybody in here that's unsure of your salvation, but you want to make Jesus the Lord of your life, turn, turn your life over to him, repent of your sins, and know that you have a home in heaven. Just raise your hand and let me pray for you real quick. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. We hope you enjoyed it and that it inspires you to live out God's Word. For more information, visit us at www.mypassion.church. Amen.